0: Welcome on to the Backstretch, and Denny Hamlin just beat your driver. Which driver? All of them. At least, that's what he told the crowd as the booze rained down on him at the Bristol Motor Speedway this past week. I find it incredibly entertaining, uh, the little cat-mouse game that Denny Hamlin has with the fans. Uh, it's very playful. It's very... Um, I mean, there's some definitely some some very adamant dislike for hamlin but it actually kind of reminds me of the kyle bush black hat of the dale earnhardt senior black hat i think much like those two um as circumstances change and maybe as he gets to the uh closer to the sunset of his career that there will be a little more love for him although denny is sort of old in comparison to be taking on the black hat but it's something that the sport really needed, and I, for one, am here for all of it. I burst in the laughter when he said that to the crowd at Bristol. I just found that phenomenal. It was clever. It was really good. And Hamlin's racing with a lot of confidence now. Uh, one of the classes of the regular season, obviously announcing himself with pretty large authority here in the first round of the playoffs, ending it with a victory. The 11 team is going to be tough to beat. I think for me, they're probably the championship leader, the the top contender for the championship. You know, Martin Truex Jr., who won the regular season championship, barely got in. If it hadn't been for all those points that he had gotten from the regular season, he would not be advancing to the round of 12. And I think his teammate is definitely one to watch more so than even Truex. The surprise of this opening round, with all due respect to Michael McDowell, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., and Kevin Harvick, is Joey Logano. It's not too often that the defending champ gets cut down in the first round, but at a track that he professes to love so much, it has not been really kind to him since he won the dirt race, uh, the inaugural dirt race three years ago. Um, And it, it reached up, grabbed him, and bit him again. He's caught in an incident. There's really no place for him to go. And just like that, poof, Logano's chance at a repeat championship is gone championship race obviously very interesting i also find it interesting the announcement that was made this weekend as into regards in regards of teams and charters and drivers um spire motorsports buying the charter adding zane smith as their driver in conjunction with track house racing where where zane is actually signed to drive fascinating little dynamic former reigning truck series champion definitely feels like he's ready to move up to the cup series but just an interesting way to get there i find that completely fascinating um and then of course this playoff race is (laughs) is beyond fascinating so we're going to get a chance to talk to chris about all the news of the week as always and the guest you've all been waiting for once a year we get a chance to catch up with chase elliott we got a chance to talk to chase i know he's the fan favorite he's not in the playoffs but he is still racing for an owner's championship so and he's still alive he advanced past around the round of 16 in the owner's championship side so he's still racing very much for something this season so we'll talk to chase about if it's different racing for an owner's championship and what this championship actually means to him it doesn't mean anything to him is important we will find out so let's get rolling Let's first of all start by talking about Denny Hamlin. Uh, not the most popular guy in Bristol, but the, the most dominant car when it counted, and he pretty much you know, took over that final stage of the race. He's been here before. He's been the favorite for the championship before. Could this finally be the year that Denny brings home the championship?
1: Heather, I think it very well could be. Uh, and and this is what impressed me the other night was just like you said, he put a dominating performance on when it counted. Um, he's had really a couple of years of, at times, being faster than everybody else, so leading races, leading laps, winning stages, all this stuff, being in position to to not only win a race, but to to win a race by a lot, to dominate it, and then things happen, you know, not close the deal somehow, some way. Uh, pit road speeding, uh, vibrations in the tires, like like Darlington, just three or four weeks ago, um, and now he comes, you know, with a with a walk off. Uh, man, I stomped a mud hole in you guys' performance. I think that that team is cocked and ready I I think they are loaded I think they're ready and I think Denny is probably ready for this for this fight that's coming Uh, he knows he knows that he's going to have to battle some really good competition Kyle Larson Martin Truex Jr. you name them he he knows this is the best of the best and I think I think Denny has resolved himself to say okay this is our time and we've gone through the ups and downs to to harden ourselves to be ready for this, and he knows what's ahead. He knows what tracks are there. Uh, he can run good at all of them. He's a threat every week. And I'm I'm right now. If I was in Las Vegas and you made me put money on something, I would I would have to say that man, it's going to be hard to bet against him.
0: Eliminated drivers included Michael McDowell, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Um, Joey Logano,
1: Kevin Harvick,
0: Kevin Harvick, the last two former champions. How big of a surprise was it, maybe, maybe the way they were running the end of the year, maybe not so much Harvick, but Joey Logano, I think that surprised a lot of people.
1: I think uh, it, it hit me watching it and, and knowing, because I have friends on both teams and I have a ton of respect for both drivers and both teams and especially both crew chiefs. and. You know, it kind of hit me in the face a little bit, like, okay, those guys are not gonna be in the chase for the championship anymore this year. Uh, We're gonna be focusing on other guys. And knowing their capabilities and the quality, and especially with Kevin Harvick, this is his last year, he's gonna retire from full-time driving. Uh, You know, he he almost had a win at Darlington, and then things go awry. He came here with high hopes to Bristol, I'm sure, and just really never had it. I mean, never had the speed in the car, never had the the driving ability, uh, the, the the handling characteristics, whatever, for him to, you know, for him to do what he needed to do. And and you know, it's kind of kind of a kick in the face a little bit to say okay, and it, but it makes you realize. How good the competition is, how how keen the competition is right now, and how much everybody else is putting out to try to get to that final four. Man, it's it's a dogfight, and it's going to be that way until the last race at Phoenix is over and, and we got a champion.
0: Bristol announced over the weekend that the spring race is returning to the concrete. I know maybe a little bit of mixed reaction for you because I know you're not a huge fan of the dirt, but the trucks did get to run in Bristol an extra race so. I'm sure that's that was uh, kind of mixed for you. Yes. But also just the fact that we know for sure now that Bristol's still going to have two races, that's got to be exciting.
1: Well, I think for the priority, Heather, is is for people like myself, I'm, yeah, I, I'm a crew chief for Henderson Motorsports, Truck Series for Parker Clegane, but also I'm also a member of this community, you know, and I think it would have been really hard to know that, Bristol Speedway is not gonna have two cup weekends. I think, I think that would have been, I think that would have been a hard pill to swallow for people like myself that, that from here and have been to races for Bristol, in Bristol for all our lives basically um, and know what that track has done in the past, uh, growing the place to where it would hold 160,000 people and then for years it sold every seat so i think that's the, that's i think that's the main thing is to know the the details of it of of when the races are going to be and who who's going to be running uh, we would love to have two truck races uh, at bristol every year that would be great and to be honest with you i think if you polled most of the drivers uh in the truck series i think they would give a thumbs up to that i think they'd be all for it because everybody loves it they always love coming to bristol they love the competition they love the you know what the track is and and just walking in uh, seeing the place is always awesome so you know hopefully that can be we'll cross our fingers that that'll be the case but just to know that it's going they're still going to have two races and i think most people are pretty happy to know that it's going to be on the concrete instead of the dirt
0: um this week we go to texas only trip of the year to texas which i think that probably from a crew standpoint makes it a little bit of a challenge with only one yeah. trip and limited practice. But when we were in Texas last year, it was kind of crazy, lots yep. of cautions. Do you expect that again this I, year?
1: I don't know any reason that you would not expect it. Uh, the thing is now, uh, just knowing, you know our driver Parker Kligerman, I know he spent a lot of time in his Xfinity team this week with simulation going over. Again, if, if you, you don't run this racetrack, but one time a year, it's late in the year. And man, you know this is not this is not your dad's uh, mile and a half track. This place is way different. Both ends of the racetrack, turn one and two versus turn three and four, way different. Takes different uh, a different line, a different driving style. The expectations of, 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 of grip on each end are way different. And you know it's 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 a handful. And that's why I think you end up with a lot of. A lot of cautions, a lot of guys spin out. Sometimes there's enough room in one and two up there. The good thing part of it is where you can spin out and not hit anything, uh, even when you're going 175 mile an hour. So, uh, but I know I know a lot of people are nervous about this. This this is a different racetrack. There's not much you can take from other mile and a halves and use to say, okay, if we run good here, we'll run good at Texas. It's just it's way too different. And it's a very fast racetrack.
0: Um you have had i guess roller coaster might be the best way to describe your season but you're still in the owner's championship do you look at that as an opportunity to still you know take what was kind of a bumpy season and and make a really good season out of it because you're pretty solidly in the owner's point at this point going into bristol
2: uh yeah i mean i definitely is a you know good opportunity for us to have something to chase after and um, you know the owner's points is a is a big deal um, you know that doesn't really get talked about a lot but it certainly is and um, like I said it gives you a really nice goal to to try to shoot after and, and for the team as well just to kind of keep uh, all systems going in, in that direction and uh, so yeah it's been been fun. It really feels like a normal playoff or you know last 10 to me so uh, I've enjoyed that.
0: Uh, how tough was the regular season just from a, I mean, I know you guys have run when you've run, you've run really well, but you know, things out of your control and, and not making the playoffs. Was that tough for you? Or are you just, like you said, just focused on forward in the, in the playoffs as, as an owner's championship?
2: Yeah. I mean, I'm at this point, it is what it is. You know, I'm past, I'm pretty far beyond, uh, you know, the beginning of the season and how unfortunate that was to, to get behind. But, um, you know, we've. Certainly got back kind of close to having a shot, I guess, to points our way in. I, I kind of felt that we were going to have to win from the get go. Unfortunately, fell short of that. But um, you know, to miss however many weeks we did and get within uh, just a few handful of points away, uh, you know, it's not all it's not all bad. So we um, you know just got to clean up clean up some things. But I, I like the direction we've been going in the last few weeks. I think we've been actually making some progress. Um, which is always encouraging, you know, when you when you're putting in the time and and thinking about the right things uh, to see those results on track is um, it's satisfying in anything you do. So hope we can uh, keep that direction going and keep keep on track.
0: Your fans are crazy loyal. Um, what's it like, you know, to especially it seems like you know Atlanta, Bristol, some of these southern tracks that are close to your home, especially. What's that like for you to? Uh, to to have that kind of support especially you know when you are struggling
2: uh yeah yeah for sure i mean it's always it's always a good thing you know and um anytime you go and, and not just around the southeast too i mean even even traveling out west i'm i'm always uh kind of taken back by the support that that you see out there from from fans that you don't necessarily get to see quite as much um. So I they, look. They've been good to. They've been good to me through the course of my career. Been great to my family. Uh. Prior to me. So uh certainly grateful for that.
0: A successful season this year is what for you? An owner's championship at this point. Win a couple of races. What's kind of the goal for these last, I guess, uh, what uh, seven eight races?
2: Yeah, for sure. Would love to. Would love to get a win. You know, that that would be great. Um. But beyond that, just to try to be, try to just be a contender each week, just to be relevant. You know, and. Um, I felt like we were at at Kansas, and that was really refreshing. you know we've we've certainly had our struggles. we've had some good finishes, but haven't really been a been a you know a, a strong fight for the win that day or whatever it may be and and I thought Kansas was really refreshing from the standpoint of you know we were in the mix and it makes it a lot more fun when you're in the mix and you are just you know struggling and and trying to figure out what direction to go so um yeah, just stay on that track. Try to try to be relevant each week and, and be in the hunt. And um, I think if you're doing that, the rest of it will kind of come together for you. Before
0: I let you go, I did want to ask you one kind of news of the day thing, um, not really related to Bristol, but NASCAR announced that they're getting rid of the, or get, bringing back the stage brakes at the Roval. You're a road course kind of driver, really successful there. Do you like that or would you, did you like it before when there were no brakes?
2: Um, I don't have a preference. I mean, obviously, they don't like the races going green to checkered, so you know they want to have two. They want to have at least two cautions in there to to add some excitement for you know whoever you know wants to see that. And um, and I get it. You know, the, the, it, Everybody likes different things. Some people like those green flag races and the strategy that comes with that, and some people like having the cautions and and bunching people up. So you know, I think NASCAR and obviously TV wanted those cautions, and ultimately they run the they run the show. So, as my final thought, I kind of want to double back to the drivers' announcements that were made
0: this weekend because we found out that Zane Smith is going to Cup and Daniel Hemrick will be returning to Cup. Hemrick is returning to Cup with Colleg Racing. Again, the dynamic changes, right? The guys in the garage area continue to turn, new teams are added. And it's just these are two fascinating drivers for me. Obviously, I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast that I think Zane's ready. I think, you know, Zane Smith has done just about everything he can do in the truck series. If he doesn't want to be in the truck series, which there's nothing wrong with that, but if he doesn't want to just be a truck series driver, now is the chance for him to make his move. So, you know, I think that it was great. I loved the emotion of him talking about how he really wanted to be at Track House, and that's where he is, although he will be driving a Spire car next year. So it's an interesting dynamic. And Spire, just in general, being a player in the garage area i think is fascinating but then also the return of daniel hamrick i don't i never really felt like hamrick got a fair shake in the cup series um you know it was what it was it was time for tyler reddick to come up right and reddick there was not a seat open for reddick and and daniel was definitely going to be the one that was an odd man looking out because uh, richard Childress was not going to boot his grandson so I mean, I understand why it happened, but I didn't really feel like he got a fair chance to prove what he could do in the cup series. He's got an Xfinity series championship now. So this year wasn't as great as he thought it might have been coming off that championship. But I think it'll be interesting to see, you know, what Hemrick can do in the cup series, really in the cup series this time and the team that's still growing, right? I mean, colic racing is not a dominant team um they like to call themselves tr- trophy hunters right it seems like they really specifically target races that they feel like they can win at and really go for it at that and then a lot of times otherwise it seems like they're kind of r- riding around but it will be a unique opportunity for Hemrick. so i'm excited to see if he's got anything for them in round number two still a lot of rides and 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 Silly season yet to be played out this year, so it's going to be a fun end to the season. But a couple of spots in the Major America Round are taken for sure, and we'll just see what happens going forward. Thanks for joining us on the Backstretch. We'll see you next week.